Welcome to Business is Good, the podcast all about what it means to be in business in the 21st century. Small and medium-sized businesses are the lifeblood of the UK economy, and globally they can and will have a huge impact on society, the economy and how we live our lives. From technology disruption to reworking a solution to solve the world's biggest problem, Business is Good is a podcast about what it takes to be successful and how every business defines that in different ways. Business is no longer just about being defined by what you do, but it's about giving back and redefining the problems and how we solve them in a way that works for you. I'm your host, Caroline Sumners, and I'll be giving you weekly inspirational stories from business owners who are building business and solving problems. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Business is Good podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Sumners, and today I am talking to the fantastic Natasha Takahashi. Uh, Natasha is um, an expert in chatbots and messenger marketing um, and is also the co-founder of School of Bots, which teaches people and businesses how to use this kind of ever-growing technology. So today, um, in an episode recorded mid-coronavirus shutdown, um, Natasha, who is based in California, so also in the middle of lockdown, just for context, um, we are talking about how a small business might be able to take Um, some of the um, tips and um, suggestions she has for optimizing marketing, sales and operations aspects of your business to make and automate them slightly um, to have one-on-one conversations with your clients. So um, I've known Natasha about a year um, and uh, I was really grateful when she said that she would come on and talk about uh, bots and this growing, um, this growing uh, medium that you can use for your marketing. And Natasha does talk about it in the interview, but um, some fairly significant uh, updates were made and announcements were made by Mark Zuckerberg about two weeks ago around the Messenger platform, um, some of which we've seen as a direct result of what's been going on with um, coronavirus lockdown and the way we've now all started to take much more, take our businesses online. So enjoy this episode with Natasha and hopefully as a business, you might learn um, what you can and can't do or should be doing with um, chatbots. Okay, thanks. Okay, so hello, 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 Natasha Takahashi. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Things feel as normal since I'm typically stuck inside all day anyways working. (laughs) Yes. Um, But no, everything is good. Luckily, this week has been crazy, but overall just doing good and, and staying positive. Cool. I was actually saying to someone the other day that I, although yes, I'm not going out and buying numerous cups of coffee and, um, wasting an inordinate amount of time. It now appears that I do going to buy coffee. Um, actually I haven't found the kind of like working at home aspect hard or anything like that because we're kind of used to it. Right. So we're used to sort of like getting on and and doing our thing. And so that it hasn't been hard. It's just been the not wasting my money and time on coffee. (laughs) 
Yeah, no, exactly. You you save quite a bit of money, right, from not going out to eat all the time or from not going and doing random entertainment things, you know. So so it's definitely, I think, a good time for a lot of people to reflect on not only their habits, but also career-wise, a lot of companies are having to shift completely online. People realizing, do I really want to do this, you know, or I really like working from home. How can I find a different job that allows me to do this all the time? Or what's the yeah. future look like? Well, funnily enough, I've done some of that myself I don't know whether you guys have but um uh, I've done some of that myself because I was um trying to you know doing too many things really and I've used this time to really think about what are the things that I enjoy doing um and you'll be pleased to know that finally I'm actually going to do something with the education that I did with you guys <laughs> last year good so um because i really do believe that that um messenger and chat marketing is 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 the future so um so that kind of nicely leads into tell us about who you are and what your business is and um yeah what you do Yeah. So I, at this point, would consider myself or call myself a chat marketing expert and educator, where for the last four years, I have essentially dedicated my entire life to to this coming industry. And it originally started with Facebook Messenger bots, because that was the first way or place where marketers and business owners can automate conversations between their customers and leads and their business. So it was like a huge groundbreaking technology. And as we've talked about, you know, it we thought the adoption would be much faster on the user and the business side. But even now, you know, people, not everybody knows what an automated conversation is, but in a sense, everyone has interacted with one, whether it's on Facebook Messenger or on a website or even text, uh, because there are these kind of six levels of a chat marketing strategy that we've discovered over the last four years that goes from autoresponder, like, you know, you message a business, let's say on Facebook, and it says, okay, great. We got your question. We'll get back to you soon. Like that's the baseline kind of level thing. Same thing with text and some of the other channels, websites as well. And then you go all the way up to these AI powered, holistically implemented into a business types of strategies. So um, when we started though, we had no idea of any of this, right? And quite frankly, the rest of the world didn't either. It was very, very new. Facebook Messenger was the first place where you could really do this. And it still is the most accessible and affordable place to get started. So that's why we advocate to start there and then move on to other platforms. So when we got started 2016, um, I had actually decided to leave college in order to start my agency. So uh, I did that. My co-founder decided to leave his job to do this. So we kind of jumped into it blindly uh, without having run a business before, but we both had experience at startups. We were always devouring education and books and stuff. So I wouldn't say we were completely alone, but in a sense we were. And then furthermore, we decided to leave the country and travel while we did this because, you know, that's the dream <laughs> that you get you sold. Do, right? That's what you do. Yeah. You want to live this lifestyle, digital nomad business life and totally not as it seems. Uh, but it was definitely quite an experience. We traveled for about a year and a half in Asia, Australia. We're from California. So, so we went very far from home uh, and then finally came back and things have 
grown exponentially since we returned. Since, of course, now we're actually focused. I'm not having to figure out uh, where to eat or where to work out or where to live. We lived in like over 24 apartments during our time traveling. So it was just a whirlwind. And during that time, luckily, though, we were able to build our agency despite not knowing what we were doing when we first jumped into it. Uh, And we built it to over seven figures within that first year. So during that time, then that leads me to our second business, which is School of Bots, which is how we first connected uh, when you joined our program. And we started School of Bots because uh, about a year, year and a half into it, we realized how little education there still was around how this actually helped businesses make money and cut costs. There was a lot of buzz around, here's how to build this new thing called a chatbot. And no one knew what that was. People were kind of reiterating their websites within a conversation. And that's not really what conversations are supposed to do. Um, Conversations are very much so this back and forth interaction where step by step, you digestibly give somebody what they're looking for and get value that way. So uh, we decided to start School of Bots as a kind of beta program initially. So we partnered with a platform in the space, ChatFuel, who I think you are familiar with. And for about the first year, uh, we worked with them to not necessarily just teach their platform, but they, they kind of supported us in a sense where we were able to piggyback a little bit off of their brand. So it was good for for launching ourselves since we didn't really have credibility or authority in the education space, let's say. And then we realized quickly though that we couldn't be biased towards one platform and we started to then expand our partnerships everywhere. And that's kind of led us to today where now we've created more of an education brand than just one single program and we'll be expanding all of our offers actually this year, which I'm excited about uh, growing our team a lot and um, at this point, we've been lucky enough to share on like over 30, so not, sorry, not 30 stages, 70 stages and podcasts, just like this one, yeah. uh, where we can share just like what's going on right now, how businesses can take advantage of this. And I know we're going to dive into that. Yeah. So that's a little bit of background. Yeah, exactly. And um, <clears throat> so uh, I think that's a really good um, introduction to what you're doing. So it, it kind of lead me on to, yeah, how, why, why are, from your perspective, why should a business think about a chatbot or conversational marketing? Um, why should they even be thinking about that right now? Yeah, I think the best place to start thinking about this is understanding what an automated conversation does, because all businesses need to have conversations with their leads and their customers to survive. And right now that happens in a lot of different places and it will continue to happen in more places as more communication channels become available to us. So, you know, initially it was just email, phone number, you walk into a business to have a conversation, find out if your problem can be solved by their products and their solutions. And then it quickly grew to, okay, now you need a website. Now you need to be on social media and you've got all these other communication channels where you're kind of communicating through your content, through comments. But then this idea of a private conversation um, has continued to increase over the years. Like people want to know, what can this do for me one-on-one rather than having to be in like this group setting of social media, right? Yeah. Um, It's ultimately what we're familiar with anyways, talking to friends and family, colleagues on platforms like Slack, text, iMessage, if you've got an iPhone, WhatsApp, as we were talking about. Uh, And even all the social platforms, there's a way to direct message people, you know, Twitter, Instagram, DM, Facebook, of course, has Messenger, which has completely branched off to be its own platform. So we're at that point where 
people and businesses are already having conversations here, but it can exponentially help a business if they can automate a lot of that conversation and either even take someone from a cold lead to a sale without any human intervention or at least get them to the point where they're highly qualified and ready to jump into a sales conversation with a human uh, or a support team member who is a human. So that's kind of the baseline understanding of then what Facebook Messenger did was open up this entire new shift in customer communication. Because up until now, this wasn't really available, even on platforms like SMS or uh, WhatsApp, Instagram, Messenger, like businesses could have profiles, but none of those conversations were automated back and forth. And so what many chat, chat fuel, some of these platforms that uh, enabled people like us who are not developers with these out of the box solutions to create these very complicated back and forth conversations, tie that into your CRM, your other databases, your email marketing software, all these other platforms you may use in your business, now all of a sudden you're able to do exactly what I said, which is take people from a cold lead or an unhappy customer, let's say, and help them through their problem without having to dedicate your human resources to it. So it's ultimately, that's that's the premise of it. And so Facebook Messenger is the first place where you can do that. And that's why as a business, you should be looking there first. There's well over 1.6 billion monthly active users there now. Messaging has increased actually by 50% uh, during this quarantine time when people are spending a lot of time there. And Messenger has changed regulations and policies over the last few years, but people like us understand that that is just allowing the platform to stay valuable to the user because otherwise users will jump off and then businesses won't have anyone to talk to. And moreover, Messenger just announced a few updates about two weeks ago. Mark Zuckerberg did a Facebook Live for about an hour and he shared that they'll be actually competing with Zoom, which we're recording this on right now, where there will be admin capabilities, recording, like, you know, you'll be able to have all your business conferences there and that will increase the number of users who are utilizing it because they're going to tell WhatsApp users that they should call each other on Messenger, funny enough. Um, I'm sure they'll do that with Instagram as well. And uh, that'll also increase user retention on the platform. So all of it kind of leads to them really pushing traffic to Messenger and supporting this initiative, which over 40 million businesses already use. Facebook Messenger, both automated and manual messages. So Facebook Messenger is the first place because once you're positioned there, you have experience uh, in understanding like what your users want to hear from you. How can you utilize a chat bot, aka automated conversations in your marketing, your sales, and your operations to support your entire business? And then from there, be able to apply those strategies, the copywriting experience you've learned that works and appeals to your audience, um, just the overall experience that you create for someone and what your audience enjoys. Take those and apply them to all the coming messaging platforms. So you've got SMS, which is actually already available, like interactive back and forth. Very simple compared to Messenger, but still a place where you can loop it in and combine it with Messenger. You've got WhatsApp bots and Instagram bots, which already exist, but they're not uh, able to be publicly used by every single business. There's still an application process and uh, it's a little bit more simple as well. You don't have the richness of the messenger bots, dynamic images and buttons and all these kind of fancy things, right? That that make it a unique experience compared to other platforms, but they're all eventually going there. So messenger is a guinea pig 
not only for Facebook to then apply to all their other platforms and even other messaging platforms owned by other companies looking at what they're doing to figure out how they can release this for themselves, but also for the businesses. So you can have a place to start and then be poised to take advantage of the next messaging platforms as they become available. Yeah. So, I mean, that's an important point. I think that, um, it's sort of like learning the, learning the sort of process, if you like, um, within, um, messenger, but you can, and you mentioned a tool, many chat, um, which is a, piece of software or a software company that allows you to do this Mm -hmm. clever automations and send leads off to places and and do all sorts of things. But ManyChat also, you can, you can use on other platforms, can't you? You can use on your website um, and, and you can use messenger in different ways. Can't you? Not just within, not just within Facebook messenger. Yes, that's one of the advantages for sure is that there are over seven different ways to capture traffic into your messenger bot. And then you can also have that conversation on a website, just like you would see a regular support chat widget. Uh, But instead, that conversation is being driven by Facebook Messenger. So all the automated conversations you've already programmed there, um, again, programmed, but not without with actual code, uh, you would have available there for you. And the great thing about it is the conversation follows the user. So let's say they jump off your website after they ask a question or two, maybe they got distracted, need to go do something. But now you can follow up with them still on Facebook Messenger, but that can happen on their desktop Facebook, dot com or uh, messenger came up with a desktop app they also will get that message on their mobile device but in the messenger app so it's a great way to see their chat history and also be able to interact with you as they move and that's really what we're going towards as well is that the idea you know for the simplest example you're let's say talking to your uh, alexa or google home inside your car well now you get home you drive into your garage, you know, you close the garage and then come into your house. And now you're still having that same conversation. Maybe you're trying to order dinner or make an appointment with someone. And so it follows you, let's say from room to room. And that's that multimodality that uh, Messenger is doing in a very simple way here. Yeah, no. And I think that's the important thing because isn't, you know, if you, if you think about telephone, if you, you know, the old days when you made a telephone call, that was it. It was just the one way, but here you can ask a question on one platform and get the answer when you're somewhere else. And I think that's the powerful thing. Um, and you mentioned earlier about, um, cutting costs and, you know, you can save time and you can save money maybe in getting to your leads or getting to your customers better. So maybe people listening are thinking, this all sounds too complicated for me. I'm sure this is just for big businesses. But actually, for me, it's a perfect solution for a small business because it's actually, if you can automate certain, just start with a few processes within your business, you can automate things that actually take the load off of you doing it like you doing you you doing the manual reply to emails or the or the manual thing so I think that's an important thing to think about isn't it yeah definitely I think that's a definitely a big question people have now 
the better question to be asking yourself if you are a small business owner or work for a small business and think this would be interesting to implement is who is going to do the implementation for you? Because chat marketing works for any business. Every business has marketing sales and operations pieces that they could be automating, that they could be increasing the revenue from, that they could be automating customer support in, etc. cetera. Um, so definitely every business can benefit. And the great thing about Facebook Messenger, as I've tried to reiterate, and I'm just always continuing to say is that it's so accessible and affordable to to create a solution on the platform. You can do it for free if you want to use, uh, let's say, a platform like ManyChat or ChatFuel. They have free options. And then their paid options start at like 10 or 15 bucks. And, uh, you know, if you're not making 10 bucks back from your automated conversations, then you may want to... uh, configure your strategy a little bit more or see how you can better use it. But for sure, you will get your ROI back from paying just a really nominal fee. But the reason I asked the first question is because that's ultimately going to let you know whether this is something you can implement now or if maybe your business isn't ready necessarily to to bring this in fully. Now, obviously, just automating one piece, even if you don't holistically implement it into your business, can be helpful, like even adding FAQs or something. But then really understanding what more you can do with it. And then if you are a small business, have a small team, it may make sense for you to work with an agency to help you implement this. Just like if you want social media done or you want to run advertising on Facebook or Google or Instagram or YouTube, uh, typically you do want to work with an expert because most likely if you're a local business, you're probably not uh, super savvy in marketing and tech, let's say, because you your craft may be one specific thing. And so you, if you don't have a background in it, it's going to be tough for you to understand like how to approach this, what to do with it in all honesty. So it makes a lot of sense for small businesses to work with agencies, but also if you do have, let's say an intern or someone internally to do it for you, uh, then fantastic. Go ahead and do that and you can grow on it, right? You don't need to do everything at once for sure. Yeah. So is there sort of three things or maybe what what are the sort of the top things that you think um, if someone is thinking about implementing this into their business, what what should they think about to first um, aside from who's going to implement it for you, what are the, what are the sort of like things, three things to consider? The first thing would be where you want to start. Uh, and in order to get to that, because that will be thing two that I'll share. Thing one would be to actually take a look at your business and kind of dream for a moment and say, what all could I automate? Where could we maybe be making more money? Is it in uh, recovering abandoned purchases? Is it in uh, helping people with a better loyalty card system? If you're still doing punch cards and people aren't bringing them back because they forget them. Um, You know, there's a lot of different areas of the business, most likely that if you just daydream for a second and think about it and then create, just like write it out on a piece of paper or if you want to be tech savvy, do it on like a table or a Google sheet or something. We're just creating three columns for yourself, marketing, sales, and operations, and think about the different use cases that you're thinking about in your head, because that's really what they are. If you wanted to recover abandoned carts or increase loyalty, like I mentioned, or automate support in some way, then those will fall under one of these three buckets and they're all use cases. And then from there now, we move on to thing two which is going to figure out where you want to start. And that starting point is going to be a combination of taking one thing from each column where if you want to take someone from a lead 
to a purchase in the sales column. So from the M to the S, you've got to have that O kind of in the middle because someone's going to have questions before they purchase or going to need help after they purchase if there's, you know, some instructions or, or how to that they need to go through. So those three columns will always play a role. So understanding what's the first thing you want to take from each of these is going to be really important because there needs to be one from every column. And then finally, the third thing would be to take a converting campaign that's already working for you. This could be, let's say, a giveaway campaign you run every month. This could be if you have marketing funnels in place, maybe you give away a free PDF or a free video course or webinar, whatever it is that you have available um, to run that campaign that has already worked for you in the past, ideally with email automation, paid traffic, um, however you ran, as long as you've kind of proven to yourself, your audience is very interested in this and it worked well, it brought you ROI. To recreate that funnel inside of a chatbot, so using a platform like ManyChat, and then keeping those three things in mind that we talked about in thing two that you've decided to implement initially. And when you do that, now we're going to create this evergreen system where you have a baseline let's say you make $10,000 from this funnel in that first month. Well, if you do the same amount of traffic, if you're uh, doing everything kind of similarly, but maybe optimizing a few things for month two, then ideally you would get that same amount there where for month two now, instead of focusing on continuing to optimize that, you can now move on to other areas and continue to grow everything that you have in this automated conversational arsenal, if you will. So those would be kind of the three steps that I would say. I know they're kind of more interconnected than three individual things, but those are really the steps you need to take in order to just have a place you can start without getting overwhelmed or uh, without kind of being all over the place. And then you don't generate really any results from the channel. Yeah. I mean, I guess just to touch on that, I guess the important thing to note is that you can have multiple campaigns, if you like, happening at once. And that I think maybe sometimes people think, oh, it's just a continuation. But actually, the multiple entry points that you have and the multiple triggers into Messenger mean that you can have multiple campaigns happening as you could on social media as you could on email um, and and therefore it's no different um, in that respect to those platforms yeah absolutely uh, it will depend on which platform you decide to use in terms of uh, not being code savvy if you are not a developer then yeah. make sure that you're utilizing a platform that allows you to do that because it's absolutely possible but if you choose to use a uh, out-of-the-box solution like a software that doesn't allow you to do that just keep that in mind do your research I would recommend using manychat.com because yeah they just give you everything and more that you need and they're always adding new features and they really are the leader in this space um, and have been for the last four years so that's probably was, the best place to i was started. looking at their um uh, the thing that they posted the other day about they'd been doing some work with the cdc on the coronavirus yes. stuff and i actually then immediately went to the although I don't, i'm not in the u.s and it was just like everywhere it's going to send me is nowhere i can go but it was so interesting to see how that had all been put together so it's i guess the important thing to say is 
even if you're not sort of like an e-commerce store or somebody that is trying to sell something, you can use it as an informational, um, and as you said, FAQs operationally, you can use it for getting across that important information that you want to be able to serve to people in the way that they want to have it. Because it's like a pick a mix almost, isn't it? Because it's the menu. It's like, where do you want to go now? And you just select it and there it is. And it's so super responsive and instantaneous that, that, um, and you know, we, you know, we're all impatient these days, so no one wants to wait for anything, do they? I've pressed the button. I want, I want the answer right yep. now. And I guess that's the beauty of of, of Messenger, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that uh, I'm actually looking at it right now because I hadn't had a chance to look through it. I saw Mike's post and then I got distracted probably and never looked at it. So I'll have to have a look, but absolutely like, you know, another example would be encouraging people to go and vote for, um, you know, different times during the year or just get the correct information out there. Like there's a lot of nonprofits that have been able to raise amazing amounts of donations. And I guess that is tied to e-commerce, but uh, at the same time, they're spreading great information that people just have questions about doesn't always necessarily end in a sale. So absolutely agreed. It's just really helping uh, increase your reach in a way that has never been possible. One-to-one messaging at scale, as we always say. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. So I guess just one final question. Aside from yourselves, obviously, with your own fabulous uh, messenger bot that you have, uh, is there anyone that you would say go take a look at, at that as an example of how someone can really successfully implement a messenger strategy? Yes, it totally depends on what you're looking for. A lot of campaigns, or not a lot of campaigns, a lot of bots uh, are campaign driven, which means that you may not be able to experience everything that they have to share unless you opt in through a Facebook ad or a specific link that they have shared. So uh, you may not be able to see everything, but in regards to good experiences, Sephora, uh, oh, actually, before I say any of these as well, just to preface, you may not be able to experience some of them depending on where you live, because uh, let's say, for example, you're in Australia, you may not be able to message a US-based page if it's a franchise. For example, 7-Eleven, you can only message the page in your country. So there's a few things around that um, just to know. But in regards to just great bots overall worldwide, uh, Sephora definitely is groundbreaking. They were working directly with Messenger for a long time to uh, develop their augmented reality filters where, you know, you'd go through the sales process and then you say, oh, this lipstick color looks nice. Uh, I want to try it on. And then you're able to put on this filter where it shows you, you know, you would theoretically look like with uh, the lipstick. So that's a really cool example of how all these different technologies are kind of merging into one in this conversation and messengers working uh, pretty aggressively on the AR front, as well as like even something as simple as having an image with someone's name in it that says, hey, Natasha, come and get your 25% off a pizza today or whatever the case may be, happy birthday or, you know, all of that can be automated, but it feels so personal and customized to us. And quite frankly, I don't think that novelty will ever really go away because we <laughs> yeah. are always, you know, flattered and and 
it brings a smile to your face if someone says happy birthday to you, uh, or if they say your name even, right? So um, there's a lot of a lot of really cool things you can do from that front. But without going down that rabbit hole, Sephora is great. Um, Hip Monk is another example that's completely different. So from beauty to actually tourism and travel, uh, if you're familiar with websites like Expedia or Kayak, Hip Monk is similar. They try to find you the best deal and take you through a conversation to find out where you want to travel, when you want to go uh, and find you these cool like bundled package deals and the best flights, et cetera. So they've done a really good job with their persona because they have a little chipmunk play on the word for hipmunk uh, where he is their mascot, kind of takes you through the whole experience. Uh, and they're also pretty witty with some of their stuff, uh, some of their copy. So it's a great overall like fun experience to go through that's very different from most time when you're trying to book travel, which can be stressful and confusing and so many different options. So those would be two examples. Um, Let's go into like the e-commerce side. So one of my favorite e-commerce chatbots is 100% Pure. Now this is a little bit more simple, but they do a really great job of offering special deals only inside Messenger, not available anywhere else. Uh, and I've actually tried to, because I also shop with them. They create like organic skincare and whatnot. So right. I've tried to get like free shipping before on their website by using like a code I saw inside of Messenger. It doesn't work. You can only do it inside of Messenger. So for example, that's one of their deals is that if you buy through Messenger at any time, you'll always get free shipping. Whereas you always have to pay for shipping anywhere else. Uh, they also will run like, you know, special deals every few weeks. And uh, they do a great job also of abiding by policies, which is really important. One of my other kind of factors in saying this is a great messenger experience, but they tend to break the policies. So can't always recommend them. They do a great job um, as well of that. And they have everything tied into their Shopify backend. I believe they use Shopify. So you can see if you're an e-commerce brand, like what that might look like for you. They are lacking in some areas in terms like persona or um, kind of creating more of like this nurturing experience, but yeah. they're an e-commerce brand that you're going to be, you know, continuing to buy from if you invest in their brand and, you know, in their mission and everything. So, so that's not necessarily their purpose. Their purpose is to turn you into a repeat customer. So yeah. those would be um, a few examples. Another one, let's say on the nonprofit side is, and I'm going to forget the name for a second, my brain. And I won't ask you to give bad examples because I don't want to put you on the spot. But I think... (laughs) (laughs) No worries, no worries. um, Um, I I think everyone will, once they start looking at it, you can start to see good and bad examples quite quickly. Yes, for sure. One last one I'll mention, um, just to give people kind of like this holistic view so they can take a look at a few different industries, is the Sierra Club. I was like, I know it's Sierra. And then I thought there was another word, but Sierra Club is a nonprofit. They're really big in the United States and I believe they're global as well, but they do a great job of creating these experiences. For example, uh, they're all about, you know, wildlife conservation and and a few different areas around like overall forest uh, conservation, given their name. So So um, what they've done in the past is they create these experiences where you can go through like, you know, as if you were taking a hike or as if you were experiencing this national park that uh, for whatever reason is facing some sort of danger, you know, or an endangered species, whatever it might be. Uh, And they take you through a series of videos and photos where you kind of choose your own adventure and are able to go through what it feels like, kind of get emotionally invested as well. And then at the end, they ask you if you want to donate. So it's a great experience that also leads them to 
to uh, gathering donations for their cause. And the numbers around their experience, I cannot remember them now for the life of me. We did an interview with a guy who did their bot um, about two years ago, I think, or early last year. So I can't really remember the numbers off the top of my head, but they had gathered a lot of donations. I believe millions of dollars. They have a really big list. They've made a big impact. Um, And they've also gone on, he and his team have gone on to help other nonprofits, for example, help certain demographics vote or um, contribute to a certain cause. So overall, really powerful way also to disseminate information like we talked about. Cool. Great. Um, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Natasha. She's got a ton of experience around chatbots, her and her co-founder, Kyle Willis. Um, And do check out those examples of um, chatbot experiences that she mentioned and really start to think about how as a business you might be able to um, use some of those within your own uh, within your own business and to drive customer experience Um, so hope you've enjoyed that one Uh, that's it for another week and see you again Tune in next week where we'll have more inspirational stories talking about moving your business beyond what it is and moving it more towards what you're in business for, what's important and doing good and changing the way things should be done. <laughs>